0: everyone. Thank you for jumping back on to another episode of Wildlife Command Center podcast. I'm your host, Chris Starr. As you can see by the title today, we've got Cole Her- Hieronymus. think I got that right. <laughs> we've got him on the pod today. He is our main Wildlife Command Center videographer. Today, we're going to talk about his origin story, how he got started with a camera, how he Got introduced to Michael Baran and all of us here at Wildlife Command Center and what his plans are for the future with our company, with our YouTube channel at Wildlife Command Center on YouTube, and what our plans are to move forward, grow the business, grow the company, grow our content, and have a blast doing it. I really appreciate you guys listening here with me. If you could please give us an awesome review on whatever platform you're listening on and subscribe if you haven't already. I really appreciate it. It helps. And share it with one of your friends. And especially if you've got a, a favorite specific episode. Hey, go check this out. Like my Oregon elk hunting episode, which just dropped a few days ago. I talk about how I was successful getting a cow elk up in Oregon. Check that episode out. It's pretty great, if I <laughs> if I say so myself. All righty, guys. Let's jump right in.
1: Thanks for jumping on. I appreciate it. My pleasure. I was wondering when I'd get the invite and boy, am I excited (laughs) to be here.
0: (laughs) I wanted to get some episodes banked and then, you know, I'm kind of like figuring out where I am in the space and like getting my footing since I'm so new to it. You know, it was always in my mind to have like employee highlights basically and then have everybody on. I'm like, yeah, I'll definitely have Cole
1: on. And then Michael's like, hey, have Cole on. I'm like, you know what? That's great. Why not right now? Well, you know, everything happens in perfect timing, and now we're here.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So tell everybody a little bit about who you are, pronounce your last name
0: for us, because it's a bit of a doozy, and what you do within Wildlife Command Center.
1: Sure thing. I'm Cole Hieronymus. I am... Well, Michael doesn't like when I call him my boss, so Michael is my executive producer in primary subject matter.
0: <laughs> Dude... There you go. I like that. I don't call him my boss either. I'm like, I always explain to people like straight up every single time. I don't like to call him my boss. Like that's how I introduce him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I am, my main job is keeping up with the wildlife command center YouTube page. I've been full time now with the company for going on seven months, believe it or not. I mean, we're probably more towards six months now, but you know how time goes and we've put out Two videos a week since I've started. And if we haven't hit 50 videos already, we're getting really close to it. And it's been a really fun ride as we're getting acclimated to each other. I'm figuring out what the Wildlife Command Center is and getting introduced to all of the people and companies that we work with on a daily basis. Dude, I was
0: looking up some of the videos today. Some of them are pretty lit. I mean, not in the content. They're all great as far as content goes. But like 44,000 views on that one Rat Trap video? Come on.
1: Yeah, we've, we've definitely gotten some traction on more of our later content. We're kind of regrouping oh, yeah. and... Figuring out exactly what content we want to be diving into, but you know, it's the springtime coming up, and so we're going to have a lot of baby, yeah, a lot of baby animal action. So, squirrels, raccoons, you know, we just had a hawk rescue for Raptor Rescue Inc. So, I'm sure things are really going to start to cook here shortly. Just a recent one, one that's not uploaded yet. No, yeah, this is content that hasn't been released. Ooh. Sadly, this rescue, I don't really want to give it away, but, uh, it did not end exactly the way we hoped it would. But there are some oh. really great highlights of Michael trying to track this thing down. It was a Cooper's hawk and you know, you can't win all of them, but it's just great that we could even get out there and give it medical attention. We ended up taking it to the world bird sanctuary and they were able to. To care for the bird for us. Nice. That's where we
0: take uh, most of our birds of prey, right? Up there?
1: Yeah. I think First Capital is another veterinarian facility that we take animals to. I'm sure there's a few others. I'm still trying to figure out all the ins and outs myself. But we, we've had a lot of luck. All of the hawks that we have rescued on camera have been in good health. They've been called in in a decent enough amount of time where. The birds aren't showing dehydration. They haven't been injured, and we've been able to re-release them directly into the wild. Thankfully, that's awesome.
0: I'm glad everything ends.
1: It's been ending
0: well recently. Nothing uh, too out of hand as far as the hawks' health. You know, they haven't been stuck in there for
1: you know weeks on end or anything like that. Well, we kind of we've gotten called out on our YouTube page a couple times. I guess with Bare Hands Rescue on Discovery Plus, people have been thinking that some of our stuff is set up which it's not, I mean, it's, it's so run and gun. We've just been really fortunate where we've come in, we've been able to rescue all the hawks that we've run into and re-release them immediately into the wild. So I'm sure ahead, we're not going to get as lucky. And the thing that I love most about Michael is he's just so, so sensible when it comes to animal suffering, how Mm -hmm. to get animals treatment and, uh, his judgment, his knowledge is just, uh, you know, something I haven't experienced firsthand before. So no matter what situation we get into, I know that whatever the animal is, is going to be in good hands with them. Hey, so how did you get your start kind of getting behind the
0: camera and like starting to get involved in making videos, producing videos initially?
1: Well, I'm 31 years old at the time of this recording. Samesies? I first picked up a camera when I was 15. So I've been doing this over half my life now. And... You know, Previous to meeting Michael, my immediate past was traveling full-time in a tiny bus that I had renovated out into uh, my tiny dream house. And uh, I was in a previous relationship at the time. We were full-time living the bus life for about 18 months before we came back to the St. Louis area. And so I actually kind of linked up with Michael at a very interesting time in my life, just recalibrating figuring out what was ahead for me, uh, really rebuilding myself in the direction in which I was going to be headed. And it's funny because everything happens for a reason. And for several years in St. Louis, maybe four years back, I was running a film networking meetup called St. Louis Film Everything. And once a month, I would organize an in-person meetup where filmmakers, photographers, actors... You know, cinematographers, producers, anyone that was interested in the film scene could get together and network with each other just because I'm a huge advocate for networking and meeting new people. Yeah. And through one of those meetings, Michael actually came to one of them. And I do lightly remember meeting him uh, at the time. He was talking about looking for someone that could help him with his YouTube page, believe it or not. And <laughs> of course, he, you know. A couple lifetimes go by, and all of a sudden I'm back in St. Louis, and our mutual acquaintance that Michael and I have is another Michael, Michael Francis, who, mm-hmm. the lead guy who helped get Bearhand's Hands Rescue, essentially piloted and going with Discovery+. Plus. So once he knew I was back in town, he obviously was very familiar with Michael Buran and said, you guys would be a really good fit together. And it would be a disservice to both of you if you didn't at least have a meeting. Wow. We literally, we met actually at the premiere event for Bare Hands Rescue downtown in St. Louis. And we had a Zoom call when I was in Chicago visiting my brother. And from that Zoom call was when we decided that we were going to give this a go. Originally, we'd set up a 90-day contract with each other. Just to test out the water, see how the relationship worked, if this was a good dynamic for the both of us, and now I am actually living at the Wildlife Command Center in my <laughs> travel trailer, so I am all yes dude. I'm all things Wildlife command Center, and it is a really weird dynamic living amongst all the animals here for sure. it's a home and a home now you're like double protected from the elements. Michael jokes and said we gave Cole the best enclosure.
0: Ah, that's so good
1: so i am i I am a nomad at heart i do love travel yeah Uh, i really i fell in love with nature maybe like five six years ago i do a lot of hiking you know i was one of those guys with one of those big telephoto lenses doing video of the bald eagles next to the river in 15 degree weather for multiple days in a row but i've never been this hands-on with animals and this up close Especially here at the Wildlife Command Center where we have lemurs and my new best friend is Tyson the kangaroo and... The boy. Y'all are boys. Yeah, we'll set up a fire outside and I'll have a kangaroo just hanging out next to me while I'm trying to (laughs) decompress from uh, a week worth of work at the Wildlife Command Center. All that editing
0: sheesh, all that cramming you're doing, basically.
1: Yeah, I'm probably putting in around... We, we do two video releases a week, and that's going to be changing ahead as we're looking to do more organic promotion for the channel. I'm going to be mm-hmm. focusing on YouTube Shorts. We hired two social media people that came on board. Mm-hmm. One of them is making reels for Instagram and TikTok. The other one is posting and curating the content for Instagram and Facebook. And so we're kind of retargeting our direction ahead and really getting focused on what content we want to be capturing. The live animal removals, the hawk rescues, these mini adventures that Michael or myself kind of dreams up. Trips to Vegas, basically. Well, you know, that's that's the (laughs) other part of Michael that a lot of people don't know. And I've told Michael that I think that would do a great deal to document for his personal brand because people don't know that he's also a film and TV actor. I guess he's known within the nuisance wildlife community, but he's got a deep passion for film and video, and it's a big part of what he does, and he spends time doing that. And I'm happy, obviously, to tag along for the adventure each time. Man, I can't I
0: can't wait to jump into it myself as well. I, he's saying that, um have you talked with him about the dude out here at West who's going to start recording at our uh, like arena and our SAC locations?
1: Yeah. So he is actually a good friend of mine from my bus life. Oh really? Uh, yeah. His name is Travis and he travels in a van full time and he was a, he was a videographer for a really well-known YouTube channel focused on tiny living and Primarily, he's a photographer, but he's a wonderful videographer and a really good editor. His channel's Travis Travels on YouTube. You can check out some of his content. But our hopes is that he will become kind of a, a second branch of my unit within this company where he's going to help build out content on the west side of this country and then Let's be go, helping me dude. really push the content that we're putting out and... And uh, working on, dude, I'm stoked for it. Is he as cool as you? Because I was
0: like, oh, man, I want to. I would rather work with Cole, but you know, it's just I don't know this guy. So, is he cool?
1: Yeah, I mean, and Travis is a really interesting individual. He'd be great to come on the podcast in the future. He actually worked as a paranormal investigator for ten years. Oh
0: shit! What?
1: Yeah. And what? Life is kind of goofy. You go through different kind of like phases where it's like, okay, I'm doing this for a couple years, I'm doing that. And uh, before you know it, you're just, you know, it's the same thing with Michael. You know, Michael's lived uh, multiple lifetimes in one life. and Straight up, nuclear submarine
0: engineer, restaurateur, mm -hmm. cell phone sales extraordinaire, and now wildlife command center.
1: He was in the corporate world and you know, worked the financing and the business side of things for a couple different conglomerates. So he's uh, been all over the map. But Travis is definitely yeah. a character and you meet so many good people in van life and bus life and he's just one of the ones that I kinda held on to and I was like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we did some work together in the future.
0: Man, sure enough. Here
1: y'all are. Yeah, it's it's nice to get wow. to, it's nice to get to a point in your you know, professional career when you're trying to build something and you know, ultimately we want our YouTube channel to be kind of a division of the company just from a branding perspective. A
0: hundred percent, dude. And I'm fully on board with this. Me, I think right around the same time as you coming on, I was right what'd you say? Six months? Almost seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, dude. So right is the same time as, as I was, as I was brainstorming to start this and like really theorizing where this could be down the road, you were jumping on, dude, I'm a 100% behind this being a part of the wildlife command center conglomerate. So how you're doing, I don't know what position you want to hold, but I want to be full time, full time podcasting and Making YouTube and other types of content for WCC full time. I've done this. I've done like I've climbed on roofs and got in hot attics and oh, underneath houses for pulling out dead animals for eleven years now, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for my next chapter, dude. And the part of the reason I'm not already is because I haven't pulled the trigger and made it happen, and I'm still having to do those sorts of things, you know, I need to get my office location set up with a few additional guys so they can operate on their own. Mm -hmm. And then I think by that time, the YouTube channel and the podcast will have built up so much steam that we can go, okay, let's go whole ass, not just half ass into this, the whole ass, both cheeks and go full steam ahead basically. At least from my perspective. And I'm like slowly getting Chance on board. I don't know how much you know about Chance, but like he's got a ton of character. It's hard to draw it out of him. I can draw it out of him. Michael knows about it too. He's just very shy and like he puts on his like YouTube face, you know, his like camera and microphone face. Yeah. He's slowly getting out of it behind the mic. Fortunately, I think it's going to really take some drawing out when there's cameras on, but dude, he's a lot as well. He's an awesome dude. And and I feel like he could be a great prospect to our channel once he's like really gotten his, not so much of a fear, but when he's taken that camera mask off, you know what I mean? You probably know what I mean.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was traveling in my bus life, I was vlogging that whole journey. So I did 100 YouTube videos in two years, and I was the primary talent as well as my significant other at the time. And so, you know, I've got a long history of working with YouTube. I I was the first one of my friends on YouTube in 2006. I was a sophomore in high school, and I've I've always—even my freelance work that I did— was always focused towards YouTube. I remember talking to clients and saying, I think the best direction would be to do an online video campaign that would go directly to YouTube. Like I I literally remember having conversations with businesses and people not understanding that YouTube was going to be the number one video platform that people would watch in the future. So, I mean, that was in 2009, even. Like when I was starting to wow, really do my full wow. freelancing, uh, you know, I was nice. in my early 20s, 20, 21, 22. So, you know, 2010, 11, 12, like it was still fairly early on. You know, you're talking 10 years ago, that realm. Sheesh. And, you know, YouTube definitely became a bigger thing and people knew about it, but. You know, the generation before us, you know, that really heavily leaned on television advertisement and your traditional forms of, you know, getting the word out just didn't see it as what it is now, which is realistically the leading form of advertisement. You've got to have a social reach.
0: 100%.
1: Got to. But Chance has been great. Uh, I think what I was going to get into is, you know, Chance is opening up, Matt's opening up, no matter how much experience you have it takes a couple shoots and a couple of occasions of working with people before they do feel comfortable mm-hmm. especially with some of the organizations that we've been working with within the first 6 months that michael has been you know board members of he's worked with these people for a long duration of time but you know you have to grow these relationships for people to understand that you know you don't have any weird underlying wants and desires and you know i was talking to michael yesterday it's like i can't wait for two years from now where people are begging us to just show up and film instead of us. the way it is dude instead of us kind of dancing around these awkward you know first contact situations yeah where there's a reluctancy to work with you until you've built yourself up to be a known channel and a reputable company. You know, even with the wildlife command center being around since what 2003 or Michael's been in business doing this stuff since 2003, early two thousands, you still have to build up the brand presence. Then it's like no one really cares until you're pulling numbers and you're getting reach. No one cares until they care basically, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big follower of Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's a digital marketing entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. been following him for maybe like six years. He kind of inspired me to chase the bus life and really dig deep for my dreams and aspirations ahead. And it's funny because I've had a lot of instances where Michael says something that's so similar to what Gary Vaynerchuk would say. And Michael wasn't familiar with Gary until I told him about him. And he's kind of become a, you know, uh, one of the- Yeah, so he's (laughs) a huge proponent. Yeah, so it's nice that he's kind of catching the light on similar things that I think are going to be good to approach ahead. He's always been into, you know, brand entertainment, and yes, it's you know we're a great company. Like there's no ifs ands but about it. One of the best in the industry for sure. But to have a further reach for people to know the Wildlife Command Center name and see where it goes from here is just the whole purpose of my job. You know, mm-hmm. I, we ran Chance, Chance was in a seminar at NACOA's Wildlife Expo, and they're like, You're either positioning yourself to sell your business or you're growing your business. There's only two. Parts about it. You're either growing the business or you're positioning yourself to sell it. And in no way, shape, or form are they selling this company. So it's a matter of how are you going to grow it and see exactly how big you can make it. And that's where Wildlife Command Center is currently. Yeah, dude. It's every day. It's, you know, it's every, it's every day with this stuff.
0: You know that. I know that. Michael knows that more than both of us as far as growing this company. Just to to go back and agree with you, like, dude, in two years begging us, inbox is flooded with requests to come come film here yo can I get on the pod mm. <laughs> you know dude guest appearances let's go sponsorship deals come
1: on what they'll happen you gotta <laughs> you gotta you know it's and that's one thing I've really liked about Michael is he's been the one of the most realistic clients that I've worked with in my professional career you always have people approach you that are like, hey, I've got this idea and I think it's going to be this awesome viral video. And it's finally going to put me on the map. Mm-hmm. And there are videos that go viral, you know, but the percentage of them are so small And people are very successful, but they do it from being consistent over time. Consistency, yes. Eventually, something is going to pop, right? Isn't that usually how it goes? Well, you know, the content has to be good. Like, you have to be putting out good content, it has to be entertaining, informative. But once you have that base and you can continue doing it, the content gets better. If you look at the first video I put out for you guys six, seven months ago, You know, the newer newer videos, there's a more of an organic feel to it. We're clicking a little bit more on camera with the people we're talking with. Michael has been improving his on-camera presence. These things just happen over time where all of a sudden, you start something and then three years later, you've really got the machine greased and oiled and it's moving. And that's just what you have to stay kind of concentrated on. Absolutely, dude. I mean,
0: Gary Vee says, says it says a bit. What I mean, give me one of his one-liners. Content, content, content. Like
1: <laughs> always, be putting it out. Like you're gonna get better at it, right? Well, one of my favorite Gary Vee lines is "You're gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> I heard that in his voice right now.
0: You're gonna die.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. This woman stopped him on the street and was like, "Give me three words of inspiration." He said, "You're gonna die," and the- <laughs> <laughs> I hope she took it as inspiration. Right? So just go do it. Yeah, it's really funny because about three weeks prior to that, I'd had a conversation with a buddy who was talking to me and I said something very along the same lines of him as like, listen, I don't think anyone's told you this, but you're going to die one day. And uh, yeah, it really helps you reorient around like what you're doing, what you want to be doing ahead, like the life you want to live. And we kind of get caught up in the monotony of life where we don't really understand and see that our life is passing right before our eyes, and you know now real. now I'm in my 30s and not my 20s anymore. So I'm I'm not a ripe young pup, but I definitely have my full career ahead of me. Hey,
0: don't you let anybody tell you that you're not a ripe young pup, okay? I think
1: you're right. With the advances of science, it's not stupid for me to think I'm going to be living to like 180 or 250. So you know, oh yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. be so
0: shocked. We're gonna be sipping stem cells in our morning coffee. It's gonna be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> We're going to have the greasiest joints that the world's ever known. Oh man.
1: You know, I honestly couldn't estimate the amount of hours that I'm putting in right now behind the scenes. I I'd, I'd probably say I'm close to about 60 hours a week currently. And goodness, my neck, my shoulders, my body, like everything hurts. Like, you know, it's not easy working hard to be and, hunched over a computer. <laughs> well, and trying trying to create something and you know, and I'm not yeah. I'm not here to bitch about my own personal stuff. It's just to say that, you know, what are you most passionate about and what do you want to suffer for? And currently, it's putting my full weight behind what the Wildlife Command Center is doing and what they're building. You know, Michael and I have grown a really good friendship. We genuinely actually enjoy traveling with each other. So that makes things a little bit easier at the grand scheme of things. But, you know, it's I like his vision. I really want to see him succeed. I genuinely see that he wants others around him to succeed. When you run into people like that, where there's this mutual relationship, you, you need to learn how to grasp onto that and explore it and see how it grows. You got to pay attention to everything. You know, if you're not watering something, it's dying. So that's something to to really keep in mind in life. So he's got a lot of different things to balance and so does everyone else in the world. But he's definitely found... uh a good zone currently, which he's operating really well in. And I'm excited to see what we end up doing here ahead. Awesome, man. So your stuff is banked like two or three, four weeks back.
0: So what is coming out here soon on the uh, Wildlife Command Channel YouTube channel?
1: Well, I've been working on the Wildlife Expo highlights from Orlando, Florida. And right after the expo, our plans kind of got changed around. We were supposed to head out to Albuquerque to do a falconry event Mm -hmm. and it got canceled. So we're in Orlando and I'm talking to Michael and I'm like, you know, it's going to be super stupid if we don't try to get some gators on footage. hundred percent. Oh yeah. So we spent kind of behind the scenes while I'm editing any other content. He's on the computer tracking down some company names and, Then I'm making some phone calls on his behalf. It's always always works best if I kind of wear the producer hat in those situations. You know, people will believe 90% of what someone else has to say about you. (laughs) And they'll believe 10% about what you have to say about yourself. And so luckily, I'm really good at talking with people and getting them up to speed. But we ended up taking three days of airboat adventures with three different companies And most of that footage turned out really nice. So there's definitely going to be some alligator adventuring. Michael and I are in the works of a Puerto Rico trip where we will be doing some invasive green iguana filming. He's got a close confidant who is working a job down there where he's partnered with a pet food company who is using iguana meat for their product. Um, But iguanas are an invasive species there and they definitely have a lot of negative effects on the ecosystem. So it's really nice, you know, we're all about recycle, reuse. So in the event an animal has to be taken from a natural environment because it's causing damage, this is kind of an interesting take on it, especially since it's in Puerto Rico.
0: And they're completely herbivorous, like just like any other herbivore cows goats you know, pigs are omnivores but you know as i mean as far as like a parasite load there is next to none and as far as what the meat can be used for that's genius
1: mm-hmm. and we had a guy by the name of the python cowboy reach out to us oh, that's right really
0: he reached out to us
1: mhm and he's based in Dang. in Florida definitely towards the Everglades so super south Florida and is interested in doing a collaboration, so we'll probably head down to that area early summer once temperatures rebound. And Michael has just been itching to put his hands on a Bur- Burmese <laughs> python. So, not just put his hands on;
0: he wants to get him getting bit on camera, a hundred percent.
1: You know, and it, it only helps uh, the viewership. So I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> of course, it's going to be like
0: giant python bites human. <laughs>
1: can see that thumbnail and clickbait right now. There's There's a <laughs> lot of regulations when it comes to touching and handling alligators, which we didn't do on our first trip down to Florida since it was kind of on a whim. So we just did a lot of sightseeing. But we are applying for a specific film permit that would allow us to do To kind of curate content a little differently than what we were able to do the first time so hopefully some more gator adventures i love the idea of partnering with any other wildlife centers i was really upset that uh, there was this place called iguana land that was going to be opening up to the public because they were a breeding facility that was going to a public facility and so to track down these kind of random, I almost want to call them roadside oddities. They're real, dude. They're all over the place. Yeah, there's a little bit of a tourist factor, but a lot of them are set up for good purposes. Obviously, we don't want to be promoting any companies that we feel are doing anything that is uh, not, not good for things for animals and for the ecology of just things being natural. But yeah, so we we're also interested in partnering with other wildlife centers across the country. So we're always keeping our ears open. And if anyone's listening in and they do anything within the realm of falconry and birds or iguanas and snakes, or you know, we're just always open to hearing what people are doing. And we love the idea of collaborating with anyone that kind of pops out. If you have some sort of sweet... <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say roadside zoo. But
0: if you have an awesome facility that has a bunch of animals in it that you would like us to come out and take a look at, or you have connections to one of those sorts of things, you know, we're obviously wildlife and animal based. So reach out to us, reach out to Cole or the Wildlife Command Center
1: YouTube or us on Instagram. Cole, what's your Instagram at? My personal Instagram is Cole Wide World, but obviously the best... Best form of contacts, always going to be Wildlife Command Center on Instagram. Michael kind of scouts everything like a hawk. He loves comments. Yes. Definitely get subscribed on YouTube. Take a look at some of our latest video content. And we're going to have a lot more coming out ahead. Awesome. Hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on. We are definitely going to get
0: together. I, I wish I could get out there to Puerto Rico. Oh, man. But hey, it will like drive me to work hard Wildlife Command Center, the business here out west on my podcast, and like getting myself set up so that I can come and do this full time and like not only join on these adventures, but like help spearhead my own and our own, like for you guys to come out and we'll all do all this awesome stuff together.
1: Yeah, I'm itching to come out to Sacramento. It's been nice to meet Nick down in Dallas and Matt and Reno, I'm sure I'm going to be making my way over to you here in the short future. So really looking forward to 100%. putting together some content with you.
0: For sure, dude. righty, Cole, thanks for jumping on with me. And thank you guys for listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. If you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe or follow whatever it is on your platform that you listen to. Leave us an awesome review. We really appreciate it. It does help us out. Thanks again for listening, everybody. God bless. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, AKA Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus. Download
1: our reality TV show, Bare Hands Rescue, where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is
0: entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.